Camp Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Go along, nothing to see here. You're in for the blue. Keep in the heart of Texas. Bang, bro. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of AMP Radio, brought to you as ever by the AMP Radio Network. My name is Proteus. I am coming at you live and direct from the frigid streets of Brantford, Ontario this evening. And we are here to do hashtag smack my picks up for UFC Fight Night 144. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I refuse to use this ESPN Plus bullshit. We're calling us by the Fight Hickory Night. Dickory. Thank you very much, DJ Tony. UFC Fight Night 144 will be held February 2nd, 2019. And of course, we are recording on January 31st, 2019, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, this is coming at us live and direct from uh, um, some stuff that I can't pronounce in Fortaleza, Brazil. That's the uh, name of the stadium that I cannot pronounce. <laughs> DJ Tony is trying to distract me in my intro. I appreciate that, DJ Tony. Thank you very much. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be joined this evening by the usual cast of characters. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the first lady of AMP Radio is back. And as I was saying uh, on previous shows uh, the past two weeks, we, of course, give shouts out to Pam and her family. Glad to have her back. So let's go ahead and bring her in right now. The life of the party herself from North Carolina. It's Pam from North Carolina. Hi, guys. Gosh, I feel like I've been here for like back. months and months and months, man. It's so, it's nice to be back. Um, I really missed you all. And it's nice to kind of get back to uh, uh, some kind of normalcy, if you know what I mean. Normality. Yeah, I How's that mean. for a word? How's that for a made-up word? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it had been... Yeah, truth be told, like a pretty rough um, six weeks, and um, oh, you know, it was just it was bad, it was rough, it was terrible. But um, you know, my uncle would say, and the world keeps turning, and and yes, it does. So uh, let me just say something just really quick. Um, I don't know if you all know, you know, my uncle passed away, and I was very close to him. He actually raised me, so he was kind of like my father. And um, everywhere that I've moved my whole life, he has moved with me. So. Um, Tuesday, I was at work. The office was closed, but I was at work. And I went in, you know, like in comfy clothes, like workout clothes and stuff like that. And I'm, I've got all my file cabinets open, and I'm pulling charts and, you know, uh, filing, pulling charts and, and things like that. And I was walking up and down, and then all of a sudden I hear this little, like, tapping sound. And you know how if, if you've ever had a thumbtack on the bottom of your shoe, it makes like a little tapping sound? And yep. I picked up my shoe, you know, to look at the bottom of it to pick that tack off. It was a Marine Corps little pin. I have no clue where it came from, but my uncle was wow. a former Marine. So I, I think that was oh, a little oh, wow. visit from him. Just let me know he was okay. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's always Isn't cool that to 
have that yeah. kind of stuff happen. And of course, Pam, uh, just so you know, we did not uh, we did not give any personal information away. So it's, oh, thank, thank you. you very much for sharing that uh, with the audience. Um, just so it explains a little bit of, of where you were. I just kept it vague. I just wanted to. Uh, well, you know. thank you. Well, thank you. Well, I'm yeah. glad to be back because I, I really did miss you guys. Oh, definitely. You guys are uh, going down, <laughs> and not in a good way. Well, there we go. That's a, oh, whoa! All right. That's a fighting Fuck spirit. You, Cody. Like Fuck you, Cody. Fuck you. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, bring in the original B boy himself from the mean streets of Danville, California, DJ Tony. It's Tony time, bitches. Proteus? I know there was a three-way tie, or you might actually tell us a little bit about this, but I will say this. Shout-out to our boy, of course, Josh from Tiltenburg, but we will not be playing careless whisper tonight. I don't know if Pam wants to hit Uh-oh. the music for No her, pony either. No, we'll... no whispers or no ponies. Charlie. <laughs> yeah, <it's a> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where Charlie comes in. <laughs> All right, and coming at us live and direct deep from the heart of Texas, it's Marco from Waco Brothers. Marco from Waco Brothers. I am fashionably late right now because I was just finishing dinner. The guys caught me filling up my tummy, but I'm ready to talk some MMA. But... All right, guys, before we get to the MMA, Marco, I've got one thing to say to you. What's up? What's up? And of course, as we know, the big game is also this weekend, so what's up? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, just so now that we have everyone here, what we're going to do this evening is, of course, we're going to do our picks uh, for UFC Fight Night 144. Uh, We're going to do the main event. We're going to do the co-main event, as we usually do. And, of course, we're going to do everyone's favorite segment of the show, Spotlight Fight of the Night. And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a little Amp Radio Rewind. Of course, we have to touch on uh, last weekend's card that was Bellator 214. And then, of course, if we can fit it in in less than an hour, we will get into some of the news and notes that dropped this week. But if we don't get to it this week, we'll we'll address it uh, next week because I don't know if we're going to fit this all in 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 one hour. So let's go ahead and get into it, DJ Tony. Mm -hmm. Before we start, Talking before about... we start, yes, sir. Before we start, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, or if you addressed it already, but uh, my social prayer with uh, George and Ghost from IMA Junkie, their uncle Ugo passed away this morning. Uh, they're doing their show live right now as we speak. Oh no! So they're soldiering, they're soldiering it on, you know. Uh, so you know, from I'm radio for the guys, you know, the junkies from I'm radio. You know, uh, 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 you, you guys are on our hearts, and I uh, you know you drive on with MMA Junkie. Yeah, and of course, uh, 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 of course, Marco, uh, you weren't here earlier on when we uh, gave a little tribute out to Pam because Pam is on the line as well, so uh, that fits in with the tribute that you just put out as well. So let's let's shift to a little bit of a, a brighter note and talk a little MMA now. Tony, if you want to go ahead and cue that music, go for it. 
for the bantamweight division we go, ladies and gentlemen, or as a former friend of the, well, he's still a friend of the show, but former, you know, uh, anyway, Danny used to say, the Batman weight we go. Uh, Number three, Rafael Santau versus number four, Marlon Magic Moraes. Uh, Rafael Santo fighting out of Brazil, 27-5-0 against Marlon Marais, uh also fighting out of Brazil, 21-5-1. So similar records here, Marco. And, of course, this is the top of this Batman weight division. So I throw it at you real quickly. Let me give you the odds if I can. I'll give you the fresh up-to-date odds that uh, from fight, bestfightodds.com. Uh, Marais is at a minus 165, Marco, and Rafael Asunso coming at us, back at us at a plus 145. What you got here in the main event? So, uh, oddly enough, Marais is a favorite, even though in the first encounter he lost the fight by decision. But uh, I guess that's how, how highly everybody thinks of Marais. It's still a close fight. Uh, this fight is going to be fine. I mean, Asunso is an ultimate technician. Don't expect a finish for him. You know, he will outpoint you if you if you let him get into his game. Moraes is a finisher. Now, the hot hand, everybody's talking about Moraes being, you know, the next contender for Dillashaw. And I hope I hope and I believe that if Moraes gets the win here, he will be the, the number one contender. Now, Afusao, not so much because you know the last time he faced Dillashaw, he got really outclassed. So that is very fresh in our memories. Memories, even though it was a couple of years ago. I'm going to pick yeah. Moraes. Uh, I think that he got... Oh, the, the last fight was a three-rounder, and that kind of played on us in South's favor. Moraes had two extra rounds to find the finishing touch, and I think he will. You know, he is a devastating striker. The guy uh, he does everything with bad intentions. Um, the, the point game is not going to work for us in South. Eventually, he's going to be overwhelmed. And I think we're going to see a... a, a a late TKO in the fourth round. Moraes wins a okay. uh, fourth round TKO. Okay. All right. Um, so, Pam, Marco riding with uh, the former uh, – so, uh, do we say PFL now? Sorry, the former PFL champ in Moraes. And, of course uh, – he, you know, he was a WSOF fan, champion. I know. He, I know, but it's now called PFL. PFL. I know, yeah, but it's now called PFL. His, the title, his belt is WSOF. <laughs> All right. I mean, That's what I'm saying. I mean, Do we call him PFL that, that, now because it's not WSOF anymore? No. WEC, pride never die. Come on. He respected WSOF. It was a thing All right. back in the day. I was trying to make a joke, but thank you very much. I, I appreciate you holding me to the technicalities, Marco. Um, Pammy, that's what I do. Uh, mm-hmm. It is what you do. That's right. Welcome back again. As we mentioned earlier on, it's good to have your voice back on the show. Um, so what do you got going on here in the main event? Of course, okay. uh, we know this is, like I said earlier on, when I introduced this fight to Marco, top, uh, top, uh, contenders at the, at the band, the Batman weight division, what you got going on? Oh, I think, you know, this is going to be, I think a really, really Fun fight. Um, I'm not sure why the Aldo fight is not the main fight, but whatever. Um, it was new ESPN era. <clears throat> anyway, 
So you have Rafael. How do you say his last name? Asun Cow or Asun Sal? Whatever. And by the way, Pam, sorry to interrupt. The only reason it's not um, Aldo's not the main event is because he did not want to. That's Jose Aldo's call. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Okay, um, these guys are um, stats are, are very close. Uh, Rafael is uh, five five, Marlin five six, Austin South sixty six and a half inch reach, um, Marlin Morai six point seven. Number three is the key for Rafael. All his wins for the last uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, third round, third round decision, third round KO, third round uh, decision loss. Um, Third round decision. So, number three is the key, right? You go to Marlon Moraes, and number one is the key for him. All his knockouts have been done in the first round. You have um, first round KO, first round knee, first round TKO, first round KO. I got to go with Moraes. I'm giving him a first round KO, TKO. First round, TKO, KO for Pammy. All right, DJ Tony, let's go ahead and throw it to you um, as we're trying to get through these quick concessions. What do you got here in the main event, DJ Tony? Well, as you know, Proteus, I do my research when it comes to Central de Formación Olímpica de Nordeste in Fortaleza, Brasil. As you guys know, I, know I, do my, uh, I got nothing out of that. Damn, you guys, really? You know how many times okay, I, I studied to, that part? I wanted to keep that clean. I wanted to keep that That's clean right. so you could just add it in into the beginning where I couldn't say it, and then you'll just slice it in. Go ahead. That's right. I'll give you a pat on the back and a kick in the ass. I love it. Thank you. All right, guys, here's the thing. We've seen this fight before. As you know, one of my, unfortunately, yeah. lines that I use on a, on a repeated basis, we've seen that movie before. We saw it not oh, less than two years ago. And what happened? It was a split decision. Rafael won that. Since then, of course, he's beaten John Dodson. TKO'd Aljo, which I didn't think he, that would happen. That was kind of fluky, though, right, with the knee. Also, TK. Mm-hmm. K.O. Jimmy, uh, or as Proteus likes to call him, Jimmy, Jimmy. Hedera. Now, mind you, Jimmy Hedera, I, I'm not sure if that fight goes on again, if it goes down the same way, and I think that's the way I feel about Marlon Moraes. I just, I, I think that Rafael has had his best time, has already happened. I mean, but his last loss, you guys, which you guys might find kind of hard to believe, was to T.J. Dillashaw, the snake in the grass himself. Mm-hmm. Beat Aldo via split decision. Right. Beat Marais via split decision. Beat Matthew Lopez, who's no joke, guys, uh, via uh, a KO. Beat Rod Font, who I actually thought was going to win that fight. So I'm going to go with the dark horse, you guys. I'm going hot bail or some sound. And I think he's going to do it via his normal way, a boring split decision loss. So, Rafael Asensal beating Marlon Moraes via decision. Okay. 
That is very uh, unexciting, as you mentioned, uh, DJ Tony. Hickory um, dickory. But I think I think what you're saying is 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 pretty spot on because Sun Sao, in my opinion, has been the guy who's been waiting for a title shot for the longest um, since you know he 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 last fought TJ Dillashaw. Um, of course, that wasn't for the championship. Uh, that was in a third round or a three rounder. Um, and the, again, uh, you look back at his record, and yeah, that's exactly it. TJ Dillashaw is his only last loss. If you go back to uh, Eric Koch in May or in March of 2011, so this guy has been waiting for his shot for a long period of time. And you know, unfortunately, we've got some kind of you know super fight madness going on in in this in this division as well now because of course uh, uh TJ Dillashaw being the champ and not winning his fight against uh Pam's boy um you know at 125 what's going on with this division i think 100% of Ra- uh Rafael Asuncao has a, the capability to win this fight i just you know Marlon Marlon Marais has been getting better and better um every single time we've seen him in the UFC you know, since his loss um, against, as I said, uh, Rafael. Uh, and, of course, in his past two fights, he's he's had two performances of the night. Uh, I, as you mentioned, DJ Tony against Himmy and, of course, against Aljo. Um, so it, this one here is kind of hard for me to to pick because, as I mentioned at the top, when I was introducing Marco on this fight and Pammy at the, at, in this fight, this is the top of the division, in my opinion. These two guys um, probably shouldn't be fighting right now. One of these two guys should be fighting TJ, and hopefully one of these two guys will be fighting TJ next because I don't, I don't think that we need to um, do the TJ fight again at 135. I just don't think that needs to happen right now. I think that these divisions, and of course, DJ Tony, as you know, I'm a meritocracy kind of guy. So I'm probably not uh, in the, the camp of making money here, but these two guys are very evenly matched, as you mentioned, DJ Tony. And I think I'm going to go with you as well. And maybe just because I want to go with my heart, because I, as I was mentioning from the top, I think Asan Sal has, has done all he needs to do, and they've keep throwing these guys in front of him in bigger, bigger challenges. And now again, Morais coming at him again. I'm going to take a sunset, and I'm going to I'm going to take him. Um, I'm going to take him uh, in in a, in a quick finish. I know that we've everybody's been talking about he's how he's a decisionator, and you're taking a decision again. I think this one's going to get done quick again because these guys have gone against each other once before. I'm going to go second round uh, TKO, Tony. For me. That's all you had to say. She. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and move on to the co-main event. DJ Tony, cue that music. To the featherweight division we go. And as Pammy mentioned when she was on the line, you know, Jose Aldo not wanting to be uh, in the main event. DJ Tony, as you mentioned, uh, maybe versus uh, Hinato Moicano. Uh, listen, guys, this is a slobber knocker no matter what. <laughs> any, any way you slice it, hang on. Let me go ahead and give you the stats. Number two, Jose Aldo. 
uh, 27-4-0, fighting out of Brazil against Renato Moicano. I know what it, I know, it, it sounds right in my head, but every time I try to say it, it doesn't sound right. 12-1-1, also fighting out of Brazil. There's a lot of Brazil on Brazil crime going on in this card, Tammy. So let's go ahead and throw to you. Again, yep. as you mentioned, you know, Jose Aldo not wanting to, uh, you know, be in the, the main event. Maybe he wanted a three-round fight here, Pammy. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his thinking is. What you got going on here in the co-main event, Pams? Jose Aldo da Silva Oliveira Jr. That's what's That's up. Him. Um, anyway, um, Jose Aldo, King Jose, versus Renato Carnero, is it Moicano? Moicano, 13 and 1 versus 27 and 4. Um, you know, I always think Jose Aldo is older than what he is. He's only 32. Um, Moicano is 29, um, 5'11 versus 5'7, but there's still only a two inch reach advantage for Moiciano. Uh, Moiciano is a black belt in Jiu Jitsu, uh, black belt in Muay Thai. Uh, Jose Aldo, again, uh, Muay Thai, uh, black belt, Jiu Jitsu, black belt, uh, Luca Libre, black belt, um, has won 20 of 23 fights, losses to Max uh, times two and Connor. His last win it was against Stevens. With the first round TKO, but aside that, his last TKO was in 2013 against uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, Chan Sung Jung, you know, yeah, um, that, that was his last KO. So I don't oh, know. No. You look at Moisano, uh, yeah. no KO. So Moisano has no KOs. Uh, um, his lo- last, his only loss has been to Brian Ortega. Um, I, I think. Truthfully, I think Renato is not polished enough. I don't think his fight resume is that great. You're looking at Jose Aldo, the greatest, Jose Aldo. Um, I think that he is going to, um, I don't, it's going to be a TKO, not a KO. It's going to be a TKO kind of like he did with Jeremy Stevens with those body kicks. And I'm taking it, um, I'm going to second round TKO with Jose Aldo. Okay. Aldo's going with Pam. Uh, Pam's going with Aldo second round TKO. But uh, Pam, I I mean, mm-hmm. his Hanato's last win was against Cub Swanson first round submission. So that's very interesting that you picked that. Let me go ahead to give you guys the odds before I move on to DJ okay. Tony right now. Um, looks like Jose Aldo is at a plus one twenty five. Money's coming mm-hmm. in on him right now apparently, and uh, Hanato at a minus one forty five. So DJ Tony. Uh, you know, you just heard what Pam said, uh, taking Aldo second round TKO, uh, not really giving Hanato his due here, I think, uh, maybe. Oh, no, I like him. On? I mean, I, I like him, um, truthfully. I mean, I, I do want to see Aldo win. I, I won't be upset if either of these guys loses because I think that they're both amazing. But I just think, you know, Jose is still king, man. Tony? I struggle with this one, you guys, and I struggle with yeah. it because, you know, typically I do like the younger fighters. There's no doubt about it. But as DC once Sit said... Sit down, young man! That's right, DC. I, I really struggle with this one, you guys, because I'm a huge Jose Aldo fan. I really am, and, but he tends to struggle with fighters that are lengthier, taller than, than he is. And Hanato 
Carnero. By the way, Moicano is a nickname, which means Mohican. Did you guys know that? That means Mohican in, uh, of course in Portuguese. But uh, I, I, I struggle with this one, you guys, because if I look at the Moicano's last fights, uh, even, even if you look at the Ortega fight, he was yeah. winning that fight. And if it wasn't for that last minute, you know, those typical Ortega moments, right, where he gets in trouble, comes out of nowhere, wins, if it wasn't for that, he'd have what he would be undefeated, right? I mean, the only loss was mm-hmm. to Ortega. Before yep. that, he had the majority draw years ago when he was with, with Chito Brazil. I, I think this guy has something special, though, you guys. If you look at he beat Jeremy Stevens when Jeremy Stevens was Jeremy Stevens, right? Which was right after who the F is that guy? Um, yeah, and when he beat Jeremy Stevens, yeah, 2017. And when he beat him, man, that was a big thing because Jeremy Stevens had been on that run. He was knocking people out. He was the hardest hitter, right? What did he say, Proteus? He's the hardest hitter in the 145 division right here, right? The hardest hitter yeah, in the 145 Definitely. Right? And the famous line, who the F is that guy? I think I think what we're going to find here is that I, I, I hate to say this because I'm a big Aldo fan. I think his time has been up for a while now, you guys. Yeah. Like, I really do. I think there are only so many fights. And Pam said it without the joke, but if you believe the birth certificate that comes out of certain places, <laughs> Jose Aldo being a 32 years young, I'm not sure I buy that, you guys, to be honest with you. Um, so I think it's going to be Moicano. I think he's going to embarrass um, Aldo, certainly not in 13 seconds, but I think he's going to KO Aldo. Let's say he KOs him early in the third round, TKO. So I think it's going to be okay. um, Hanato Moicano, the, the last Mohican, beating one of the greats ever in Jose Aldo via TKO early third. Okay, uh, so I think uh, I agree with you, DJ Tony. I think uh, if Moicano can keep the pressure of, you know, being in Brazil and and fighting, you know, a Brazilian legend uh, in Jose Aldo, then, yes, he can get it done. Like you said, he's only had that one loss uh, against Ortega. And, of course, Ortega just – Right. Ortega just, you know – fought for the title and, and and maybe he didn't look great against Holloway but that that's neither here nor there he's he's still a top-notch fighter and uh, uh, I think that you're right that uh, Maicano it's probably his time you know with the young blood coming up and it, again I'm not trying to hate on Jose Aldo I think it was it's it's smart of him to have taken a three uh, round fight in this particular on this particular fight card let someone else carry the um, the burden of of selling the fight. Of course, Jose is still going to have that burden of selling the fight because he is the biggest name, in my opinion, on this on this particular card besides Damian Maya, who's who's not in the co-main event, of course. Um, but I think that you know he's going to have the 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 pressure of still build, you know uh, selling this fight and. Maybe he's used well, to it. Maybe he's 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 ready to go here, and and maybe he's not. I don't know. Uh, but 
Jose Aldo, in my opinion, is one of the greatest of all times. I mean, his record speaks for himself. I don't need to say that, but I think I'm going to also take Moicano. Um, I, I think that it's going to be a back and forth, DJ Tony. I don't think that Jose Aldo is just going to lie down unless, of course, his chin is not, you know, what we thought it used to be because of, you know, the Conor McGregor knocking him out in 13 seconds. So I mean that kind of that kind of thing is is right there in the forefront, and of course as you mentioned, uh, Moicano is the taller fighter. I think I'm just going to go ahead and 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 end this um, tie rate here, and I'm going to take Moicano. I think I'm going to take him by uh, TKO, and I think I'm going to take him in the second. DJ Tony, do it. All right, so let's just throw to the voice of reason here. Uh, Marco, what do you got going on here in the co-main event from Brazil? Uh, both of you guys are on my line of thinking. I mean, uh, I don't take too much stock on the 13-second knockout. Everybody can get cut. But I do take more stock on the two beatings that, that Aldo took from Max Holloway. That was very telling of what is the blueprint to beat uh, Jose Aldo. And uh, I think those two fights with Max Holloway, did more to damage, you know, Jose Aldo than, than that 13-second knockout. Plus, remember that Jose Aldo trains at shooter box, and they are famous for yeah. sparring like freaking, freaking Neanderthals. So he got a lot of gym wars that he probably, he probably should have never had. But, you know, that is their philosophy of shooter box. You know, whatever. It, it, it proved to be successful for a while, but it's a different age. Moicano is a He's a destroyer of souls, man. Uh, the guy, he doesn't know anything, anything else but to pressure. And uh, if he follows the Max Holloway blueprint, this is where he kind of hard to lose, man. Uh, yeah. I think within the first two minutes of the fight, we're going to find out if Jose Aldo is not aggressive and he just content to counterpunch, he's going to get shot alive, you know? Because Moicano is a very slick striker and he, he's not afraid to take one to give you two or three. So I, I'm going to pick Moicano. I think he's going to overwhelm Jose Aldo. It's going to be sad. Uh, you know, the, the, the John always fit of the old. And 32 is not old by any means, but on MMA years, Jose Aldo is old because he's been doing it forever. So I'm going to be Moicano with a third-round TKO. Uh, okay. You know, we wanna, we got a new prospect and, and contender in the featherweight division. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if he's able to get past Jose Aldo, I mean, I mean, maybe he's not next in line, but maybe he's second in line. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's the main event and co-main event. Let's throw to everyone's favorite segment of the show, Spotlight Fight of the Night. All right, let's go ahead and get into this one, ladies and gentlemen, Spotlight Fight of the Night. Uh, DJ Tony, we're going to start with you here in the Spotlight Fight of the Night. What you got? Proteus, as you guys know, I am the man that also believes in doing things the right way. Meritocracy, do it, do it, if you will. And I just don't take fights just because people are good looking. It's not my style. <laughs> oh, I thought and you were not going to happen tonight. That's for darn sure it's not going to happen tonight. But. I will pick this. How about this? I got one for you. And there's a lot of fights actually here. If you actually follow the sport, there's a lot of fights here that you, this is not a bad card. But I'm going to stick away from the big name. I'm going to Diaper Baby himself. Junior Albino. Oh, boy. 
built by Yair Zinho Rosenstrick. Yeah, I, Nailed I'm it. I'm not sure. Who T TJ, who's your mama? So I'm taking Diaper Baby himself to make a comeback. Second round, TKO for the heavyweight. Diaper Baby himself, Junior Albini. <laughs> All right, TJ, <laughs> Tony, I'm going to be honest with you. I was looking at this fight as... <laughs> I was looking at this fight as well because, you know, uh, it's a good place for Albini to get back. And, of course, they buried it on the prelims and... Uh, the whole diaper gate uh, saga, yeah. And as you mentioned, DJ Tony, there's a lot of good fights, you know, even on the undercard. There's a lot of offs on the undercard. There's Tiago uh, Alves on the undercard. I'm not going to pick that because it might be somebody else's. But on the main card, there are two fights, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, that are very, very exciting. And I'm only going to choose one. Uh, you, you mentioned, DJ Tony, uh, the Damian Maya versus Lyman Good fight. I think this is a very, very tough test for number eight, Damian Maya, 25-9-0 against Lyman Good. Of course, we know of Bellator fame before he moved over to um, the UFC 24-0 and one no contest. I am DJ Tony taking Lyman Good, and I'm going to take him early uh, in this one. I'm going to take him first round TKO. Damn. Right? Damn. I know. I know. I know. Hey, I, you know I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> I am. I am. I, I'm. I, you know what? I just think that. I just think that Damian Maya. Yeah, he's very talented on the ground, but good is powerhouse on the on on the feet, and I think he's gonna get. He's gonna catch him, Marco. I think he's gonna catch him. What's your spotlight fight of the night? I'm gonna pick out the Thiago Alves Max Griffin fight. You know, I, back in the day, I used to be a big fan of Thiago Alves. He's been on and off, you know, like mostly yep. off the freaking cage with injury issues and hurricane issues and trying to go to 155 and coming back up. Uh, this is just a, a sentimental pick. I want Thiago Alves to win because it's fine when Thiago Alves win, man. He, he was the, the guy that he showed us that leg kick working in MMA. He was the first yep. one to start doing it. So I'm thinking Thiago Alves. Uh, he's a three-rounder. Max Wilfrin is a good fighter. And just for for fuck's sake. I, I, Thiago Alves, I knock a second round. Hopefully he's willing enough. A second round knockout? You, you ain't going to do nothing. Yep. Second round, Thiago. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be, that's, I think, Marco, that's going to be a hard one for him to pull off, and I understand why you're saying it, of course, because, you know, as you said, Thiago Alves is one of the innovators or, of the game. and There's um, no rhyme or reason. It's just because it's a sentimental pick. I mean, we got no rhyme or reason yeah. whatsoever. I just want to now I get to you. And, and, oh, and I like Griffin that. Who did that? <laughs> Who did that? That's funny. I love that. Okay, Pammy, uh, your spotlight mm -hmm. fight of the night, please. I am going with Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Ricardo Ramos. Oh, um, yeah. That's the cousin, I believe. Got to go with the OVs. Man, that's going to be a good one. But I am picking Ramos with the second round submission. Wow. Okay. Second round submission. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fuck okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's forget what Marco just said there for a second and slide into a little bit of 
Amp Radio Rewind. Do it. I love that. <laughs> I love Marco's little whoop for the Amp Radio Rewind that he's done on the past couple of weeks. Okay, so let's start, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, UF, or sorry, Bellator 214, of course, as we mentioned last week, that was the conclusion of the heavyweight Grand Prix. Um, and Pam, let's, I don't know if you saw this fight, but uh, let's did, start with I you. I did, I did, I did. All right, so Pammy, mm-hmm. Ryan Bader takes down uh, the, as some people say, greatest of all time at heavyweight and Fedor Emilianko in uh, quick order by TKO. Um, what you got going on here, Pammy? That was crazy. I mean, do, um, do not blink. You know, we were watching the fights, and it was, I mean, it was a good night of fights. It was some good fights, and um, a lot of really cool people in the crowd, and man, that was just—it was like one of those what, what did that really did that just happen? Oh my gosh! But kudos to uh, Ryan Bader uh, winning the tournament. You that's got nothing to awesome. out, man. Yeah, that's right. Pretty awesome, and I hope uh, Fedor retires now. No, no need for him to fight anymore. Uh, Marco, let's go ahead and get you your thoughts on this. Of course, as we mentioned last week, uh, you had you were on the Ryan Bader train from the start. And and listen, Marco, if we want to uh, get into this, Ryan Bader, I don't think ever took a significant shot in this particular uh-uh. he- heavyweight or open weight uh-huh. Grand Prix. You know, he 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 made short order of. Uh, uh, yeah, can't think right now. Um, and then, yeah, King Mo. Kimmel. And then, of course, he, he, he uh, as uh, as we mentioned uh, earlier, Mitrione, he wrestled the F out of him. And, of course, third round uh, decision on that one. And then, of course, quickly, 35 seconds here, TKO, again against Fedor. Um, what do you have to say about Bader? Like, he's looking great in Bellator, no? My boy. Darth Vader. Your boy. A lot of the set. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, yeah. Unofficially, Kofi Strike says he got one significant strike from Mitrion, but I argue that. The guy didn't get touched, man. He mostly won Mitrion for three rounds of state 10 8, 10 8, yeah. 10 8. So, yeah, I mean, dude, I'm happy for Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader made the, the best career move of his life by going to Bellator. Because now, he's the man. He's a man in Bellator. Now, you know how I feel about bells in Bellator? They're like a freaking extra trinket on the Happy Meal. So <laughs> they didn't have a heavyweight champion in Bellator for three and a half years. I mean, you son of a Minikov, bitch. The former champion Minikov is fighting Czech Congo like next month. He's going to be another yeah. contender. How ridiculous is that shit? But okay, we got a champion now. And, and he, he is the like heavyweight champion. The problem with Bellator is they got no bell, no, no debt, man. I mean, the best fighter offering Bader for the light heavyweight uh, shot is Chel Sonnen and Tito Ortiz. And that is not a joke. Those are the names that have been floating around. A freaking past his prime middleweight and a way past his prime, you know, former champion that just freaking have a very sad fight with Chuck Liddell. But on, on heavyweight, a little bit more, more, more legit. You know, Congo is a legit contender. And of course, medical former champion is more legit. So I'm not too mad, too mad about that fight. But congrats, congrats, Ryan Bader. 
I mean, 15 seconds knockout of Kimbo. The Molly was a 35 seconds. And you call it, uh, their, uh, Claudius, first round knockout. You call it. Uh, Thank you very uh, much. I did make a notice that uh, most of the fights are fatal loss out of the first round. So, you know, we, we joined forces yeah. on that. By the way, who won the weekend? Who won the weekend? Tell me I still got yeah. my title. Well, no, I still got my title. Unfortunately, you do still have your title because and I, I, I'm long. sure you don't want. I'm sure you don't want to win it this way, Marco. And before I throw it to Tony, I'm just give you guys the quick uh, update of the odds or or the results from last weekend. Uh, it was it was a complete three way tie. Um, you know, as you mentioned, hey, I, I as you mentioned, Marco, as you mentioned. As you mentioned, Marco, just give me a second, and then you can gloat all you want. As you mentioned, Marco, I did get everything right in the main event, which gave me three points. I did get the uh, the winner, the round, uh, or the round, and uh, the you know the the result correctly. So I got Ryan Bader first round TKO. So that's three points for me. Uh, you and uh, DJ Tony both. Um, Picked Bader, and I did give you both points for picking TKO as well because you both picked TKO. Tony was the only one to take Corrales, uh, which we will get to in the next fight. And, of course, Marco, you were the only one to take Jack Swagger uh, with the win, but you didn't get the rounders or the uh, the method correctly. So everybody was a tie on this particular week, unfortunately, because I did not have a spotlight fight of the night because I did not feel like I uh, had enough knowledge to pick a spotlight fight of the night. But, I, you know, the Iraqi fighter that uh, started off the main card was fantastic. So, Marco, congratulations to you for holding down the title again in a not-so-impressive win. It doesn't matter, because Tyron Goodman <laughs> kept the belt with a draw. Frankie Edgar kept the belt with a draw. I keep my belt with a draw. That's all that matters. I still get the bell. I still get the bell. It doesn't matter. DJ Tony, do you want to talk about uh, Ryan Bader's win? I do, just because it's sad about Fedor. By the way, who did I choose as my uh, spotlight fight? Yeah, your spotlight fight of the night was uh, Johnson, and he did not win. You know what? That's what I get for taking with my Johnson. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I got nothing on that, really. I like that. Oh. I guess I, I, I did, I did <laughs> respect. I did respect you taking Sean Johnson on the prelim fight. So good for you. Marco was the first one. I actually had uh, Bader as my as my underdog, but that's I chose Mitrione. And and right. there was only one person so that did not waver. Just call me Marco Damos. Call me Marco Damos. <laughs> or or, or Damos. Right, uh, as, as, as uh, you know, shout out to the Tonester. I will say this, though, guys. You guys got to give me credit. I should get double the points for choosing Henry Corrales over Aaron Picograms. Not only were no. the people, Picograms not present, but the poor kid took another devastating loss, and that was, that was horrible, guys. Yeah, uh, I want to get to that next, DJ Tony, but I would love for you to talk about uh, – uh, the main event here in this, uh, Fedor uh, Milianenko versus Ryder Bader. Just give your thoughts about, you know, Bader and, and where with Bellator goes with him from here. Well, as, as it reported incorrectly, of course, this is not his last fight because he's got a championship clause. Correct. So he's going to be there as long as he's the champ. 
But I will say this, you guys, you got to give Bader some props because I think we all chose Bader. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of confidence in, uh, in Fedor. But, man, Bader has done – and listen, I think he should be able to use his nickname, which he likes, by the way, which is Master Bader. I think he really should use that. But Ryan's playing <laughs> Bader, guys. No, really, that's what he's – not joking. Yeah. Like, I wish I could do yeah. the rim shelf, but that's what he wants. Let's think about this, you guys. Since 27, 2016, and I'm the first one to call him boring. I, you know, I didn't think he was going to get it any better. I thought he was going to get worse. He got brutally KO'd by Anthony Johnson, and then he was calling, obviously, for that DC fight, which I didn't think he deserved. But guys, since then, beat Latifi, beat Noguera, beat Phil Davis. We'll forget about that one. Beat Linton Vassal, beat King Mo. Matt Mitrion, KO'd Fedor. Guys, how about giving some props to Darth Vader himself, who may have the best intro, beginning of any intro, in anyone in MMA. So props to Vader. Hey, real quick yeah. on Vader's contract. Bellator does not have a champion clause. That's why Will Brooks was able to walk. That's why Eddie Alvarez was able to walk. Vader got one fight left with his contract, and he told... Uh, he talked to Jimmy Smith, I think, on the look to my show. He's going to renegotiate. Uh, no, he, no, he talked to Brendan Chubb, I'm sorry. He told Brendan Chubb that he was going to renegotiate uh, before his next fight. So, because he wants to stay in Bellator. But there is no such champion clause in Bellator. That is what a lot of the champions have been able Incorrect, to Marco. Incorrect. Um, if you notice the post-fight press conference that we posted, of course, on our network, um, Clearly, they asked Scott Coker about the fight because Marco's right. Ryan Bader had said something on below the belt. However, uh, Scott Coker said on the press conference, and he addressed that early. He was like, "Oh, I, I looked at his contract quite a bit. He does have a championship clause." So, according to Scott Coker, who allegedly looked at his contract, he does have a championship clause. I will take Ryan Bader's word because, as he says, he's going to renegotiate. He got the leverage to walk. Well, doesn't matter. I don't think Bader is going anywhere anyway. He's happy in Bellator, and they're going to pay the man because they got a double champ right now, so they're going to protect him. So the whole argument is mute anyway. Well, you guys done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're okay. So, listen, as I was saying last week, this is an opportunity for Bellator to really push Ryan Bader. They need to. He's he's just defeated, um, as I said, the greatest of all time in, uh, you know, I don't know, 90% of the MMA hardcore population. They think that Fedor is the greatest of all time. I disagree 100%. But, they, you know, Ryan Bader just got a big win. Yes, I would like to see Fedor retire. Tammy, as you said. Uh, secondly, mm-hmm. you know, seeing Ryan Bader with not only two belts, but also winning, uh, having that heavyweight Grand Prix belt around him as well. That's three belts. When have, you ever, when have you ever seen somebody with three belts around them? So I think that Bellator really needs to take advantage of this. Dan right Henderson. Now, as I said. Dan Sorry. Henderson. Dan Henderson. I do apologize. Like I said, I don't remember, but thank you very much for bringing that up. Go ahead and, and elaborate if you'd like. No, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. If, if you would like, you, please elaborate, Marco. He was the, the welterweight that is the equivalent of the middleweight champion in Pride. He was the, 
middleweight that is equivalent of the light heavyweight champion in, in Pride, and he was also the the uh, Pride Grand Prix champion. So three belts. Okay, the, but we're we're Pride talking World. about Bellator mm-hmm. right now. I was talking about Bellator only. I I did say I did stipulate that I was talking about Ryan Bader in Bellator and. Oh, you! I see what you're saying because I said, "When have you ever said three seen three belts around one person?" And okay, I agree, 100%. Sorry, I was talking about Bellator one, you know, in particular that they have something really big to show here. But you're right. If there was another third person with three belts, you are correct. My apologies. In Pride, but Pride was a different organization, right? I mean, I don't know if we can compare these two things together because Pride was. You know, the in my opinion, it was the Wild West still in those days, right, yeah, Marco? So the, I don't the, know if we the can. The roster in Pride, which you have to admit, it was way better, a way better roster than Bellator. Yeah. Dan Henderson beat Vanderlei Silva for the midway title when Vanderlei Silva was Vanderlei Silva. So, yeah, when he was on all the drugs. Got, I get you. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. So, no, no, I mean, props to Ryan Bader. What he accomplished is great. I'm not taking anything away from the guy, you know. But uh, just quickly, because we were swiftly running out of time and I knew we would, just let me quickly say this. Uh, I wanted to give all the props out to Ryan Bader. I think that Bellator needs to go ahead and do everything they can to sign him. Uh, we talked about um, that, that championship clause, and there was contention there between Marco and DJ Tony. I thought when when Scott Coker brought it up at the press conference, CJ Tony, as you mentioned, as we we put out on the Amp Radio Network, I thought it was a little bit um, you know reaching. I don't know. Uh, I think that Marco was correct that the you know Bellator doesn't really have that championship clause, and I do believe that um, um, they do need to endeavor to re-sign Ryan Bader because it is very good for their uh, for their uh, fight organization. When I talked, uh, I, I sent uh, John Morgan a, a text after uh, this particular fight card ended, and I said, you know, John, this was a, a really, really good weekend for Bellator. And, and Marco, I, I believe when this uh, heavyweight, open weight Grand Prix started, we, we were a little down on it, and we said, you know, who's going to be interested a year from now in, in the, the championship fight? And you know what, Marco? I was interested I was so interested in this fight. I was like, who's going to win? And the fact that Ryan Bader won this fight, I thought was the icing on the cake because they can really push this guy. He's young blood for them. You know, he's on a seven fight win streak and in, in the uh, open weight grand prix, in my opinion, never got hit with a significant strike and, and, and just laid waste to people. So, I mean, it's interesting to see where he would go from, from here, but uh, let's move on to uh, a young prospect. As you mentioned, DJ Tony, and we'll start with you because you did start here. Um, Aaron Pico, of course, uh, losing pretty quickly in the first round by uh, TKO. And as, as we mentioned uh, last week's show, DJ Tony, you know, Marco had said that Henry Corrales was going to be, you know, the toughest fight of Aaron Pico's career. And I said, you know, Aaron Pico is not looking for any easy fights. So, DJ Tony, let's throw to you. And, I mean, you kind of gave away your answer already here for the co-main event. But go ahead and, 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 and tell us what you thought about Aaron Pico's loss to Henry Corrales in the featherweight co-main event. Here's the thing, guys. If you were to ask me to break down 
like a BJJ fight, I don't know how good I would be in that because I haven't really done that, right? If you were to ask me, break down a wrestling match, I didn't really do that either, right? So I couldn't tell you that. What I did do was kickbox, right? And I boxed when I was a kid. And uh, there's something about fight IQ. Fight IQ is completely different, as you guys know, to actual real IQ, right? There are certain people that are, like, smart, like um, like Misha Tate, very smart as a person, very bright, speaks obviously extremely well, uh, clearly not punchy, but, man, her fight IQ will be probably the best. I can probably say that right now, and things are subject to change about Aaron Pico because he's got all the talent in the world. I think we all said it, right? Good boxing uh, since he was a kid. Um, obviously, wrestling is at a different level, the Olympic level, right? Um, but, man, something happens when he goes in there, and you, he kind of just throws the entire game plan out. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's just that he's young, that he's 22 years old. Maybe at 22 years old, I was probably doing the same thing, although I was nowhere near his talent, not even close, not even a smidgen of his talent. But, man, sometimes when I got hit, Proteus, I was like, all right, let's do this. Now it's on. Now you're in trouble. And I think that's what he does, guys. And for whatever reason, he needs to, he needs to have some cans, guys, because I think Proteus even mentioned it. Leandro Higa, Henry Corrales, these are not easy fights. And somehow he won those. But I think he needs to go back to his wrestling. Eddie Bravo brought it up. On the, on the Joe Hogan experience, um, certainly on the Fight Companion. And you know who also brought it up, Marco, was uh, the one and only the king of the underground. Um, Eddie Alvarez said, hey, this kid is going to be in trouble if he keeps getting knocked out in the first round when he's 22 years old. So, um, I don't know. I think he's got some work to do, guys. Very talented kid. But he, he needs, he needs some, uh, some lower-level fights for sure. And Tammy, I mean, you weren't here last mm-hmm. weekend, but uh, last week, but you know, Marco brings up good, or sorry, DJ Tony brings up good points, and as he was saying, you know, Marco was saying that, you know, there, <laughs> this isn't an easy fight. It wasn't an easy fight for Aaron Pico. And what do you think about what DJ Tony said there? Do you think Aaron Pico is just, you know, well, falling in love with people, falling, you know, like falling down after he hits them, or? Or do you think it's just, uh, you know, because he's young and, 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 and he's just well, not ex- not experienced enough at 4-2? and two. It was an easy fight until it wasn't. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, because he was he doing was well. Until he, he was winning until he lost. Extremely well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was doing extremely well, and then he just got tagged. And what, what people, I mean, he is, he is good. He's a phenom. But what people, I, I think, fail to... Um, forget is how young he is he went directly from what high school to to professional wrestling so he doesn't have the experience so therefore he doesn't have the fight IQ he has he has the um I think he has the discipline he has uh the, the knowledge you know the wrestling knowledge the background the boxing but he just doesn't have the fight IQ now, do I think that they should give him scrubs? I'm like, no, don't give him scrubs either, you know, to fight. But I, I think what, what happened was he is so confident in himself 
that maybe that's a hindrance for him, you know, instead of, okay, let me, you know, because he was going for the kill and he got sloppy and he left himself open and, I mean, got knocked into next week. But the thing about that is he was very gracious loser and uh, what he said afterwards was that he, he he's not, he's going to take this loss as a learning experience. And, and that's what I think it, it all boils down to is, yes, he is that good, but yes, he is that inexperienced as well. Hey, uh, Marco, I, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to lead you into anything here because I think you said a lot of this last week. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and give us your your thoughts on this particular fight, Marco? Okay, <clears throat> bottom line is the kid is super talented. He got all the yeah. physical attributes and, uh, and the reaction time and all the stuff to be a great fighter. He's 22. He's still green though, and you put him with a, a, a guy with 20 fights, you know, a veteran of the game, when he only got, what, five fights coming into the, into this one? Uh, of course Seven. something like that was going to happen. I mean, it is true he was winning the fight until he lost it. He dropped Corrales, but he was reckless on his entry to try to finish him, and mm-hmm. Corrales, you know, found the counterpunch and, and blasted him. Uh, I would love to see him freaking... Uh, uh, use his wrestling more. We haven't seen it yet. I don't know why. I, I maybe it's his camp that I'm trying to cater to to what he wants to do. I do not know, but uh, he needs to start using his wrestling more. You know, he can nerbago metal people like Javitas, but and it still would be an exciting fight. But uh, he refuses to do that. He he's convincing himself he's a striker like a la uh, Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks, remember. He was the, one of the best runners on the freaking... Or Ronda Rousey. And they, they tried to convince us that they're strikers. Uh, go back to your rest uh, there, uh, Pico. I, I'm also going to blame Bellator because, I mean, it took yeah. forever for us to, to, to see Michael Bell on page fight somebody of quality like, like Paul Bailey, you know? And, yeah. and they grew him. They grew him for like, it took like a, a few years but slowly but surely, they build Michael Benham Page up to, up to par to something that now can, can fight the Paul Davis of the world. Eden Pico, they, they trust in Freeman, the first, the first fight around, a veteran of the game, and then on his 6-5, they throw him Corrales. Like, give him prospects that have got the same or similar record to him. He doesn't have to go against a 10 and 0 guy or a 2 and right. 4 guy. Give him a guy that is 5 and 1, 6 and 1, that is, is also a prospect. And then maybe she's uh, labor in Bay, you know. If he's good enough to be the prospect, then they give him a guy that is 7-0 or a guy that is 6-1 and one, and then so on and so forth. Build him up accordingly or you're just going to ruin this guy before his career get even started. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. And, and, and like I said last week, you know, uh, I, I do believe that Aaron Pico is asking for these fights. He said it. He does not want easy fights. And, and, you know, you cannot put an inexperienced guy who's just going to – he's, like you guys said, he's young. And he got – he's – I think he's in love with the fact that he is knocking people down in his boxing training. He's able to dominate in his – wrestling uh training with with his his, his uh, training partners i just think that he sees a lot of people going down and, and of course even in 
in Bellator. He's seen a lot of people going down with that body shot. And, yes, he did uh, send Henry Corrales to the ground. But Corrales got back up, and he beat him with his own game. It's like a like we saw Anderson uh, Silva against Rich Franklin. Rich Franklin got stuck in that in that clinch game and didn't know what to do. It was like Aaron Pico didn't really know what to do in that clinch, clinch game because Henry uh, Corrales really went to the body. Like after Aaron Pico went to the body on Henry Corrales, Henry Corrales really went to the body on Aaron Pico, and he landed a lot of – and then he went, of course, body-body, and then he went head. Excuse me? Like Cam said, he got knocked into next week. Marco, I mean, you know <laughs> – he was weakening up that body, and then he went to the head. It's a classic move. So I just think that, that you know, props to Corrales. Go ahead, Marco. I think Eric Picos, I'm going to summarize what is happening to him right now. He's believing his own height. It needs to, needs, it needs to be a wake-up call for him because now he realizes that there is guys up there that are not just going to fall. A learning lesson, you know, like I said, the guy's young. He got all the physical attributes, and he's actually in a good camp. So they're going to have to reassess and probably start changing the game plan a little bit more. Yeah, and this guy did fall. Let's be honest. This guy did fall, but he got back up, and he, he came back even harder. And if you listen to what Corrales said in the post-fight press conference, you know, this guy's got some experience getting back up. So it's not, how you get, it's not about how you fall down, but it's about how you get back up in the game. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have to rotate and get out of here because we do not have time for the news. Um, so, Pammy... Let's go and throw it at you mm-hmm. real quickly because you've been away for uh, a couple of weeks. Let's yep. start with you. Uh, do you got a Twitter follow or anything? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, I, I don't because I had been just, just so crazy busy getting, getting other stuff done. And, uh, man, I haven't even, like, d- done my, you know, my, my Netflix and anything. I hadn't been able to do anything. But um, I just want to say it's, I'm, I'm glad to be back and I did miss you all. So, um Marco, enjoy that belt because it's coming home with me. No, señor! No, señor! No, señor! No, señor! No, señor! Uh, nobody loves More than this show. <laughs> All right, so uh, DJ Tony, you've got a, you have a, a Twitter follow of the week. You have a guilty pleasure of the week. What you got? My guilty pleasure of the week, you guys, is going to be ESPN, you guys. Not joking. Their coverage on MMA, and Marco will tell you this, if not Pam, in the U.S. has been outstanding, you guys. So my guilty pleasure has been watching, believe it or not, ESPN shows I normally wouldn't watch, just simply for the MMA coverage, which is amazing. Um, My Twitter follow of the week, you guys, we always talk about fighters, but we never talk about the team. Never about the team. So my thing, guys, will be the two new members of AT&T, Joanna's team. So the two new members of Joanna MMA, Joanna Janjencek. Excuse me, bitch. Yes, they have been in the hands. Six, six, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you Proteus's shower and pick of the week. Uh, Listen, I've started a, a playlist on my uh, YouTube music account. You can just look me up at P-R-O-D-E-U-S. Of course, it's Proteus' shower picks, as I mentioned. Uh, Today's Proteus shower pick is going to be blood. 
by Pearl Jam. Uh, it's off the Versus album, which I, in my opinion, is probably uh, Pearl Jam's the best album. Uh, and my guilty pleasure of the week, JJ Tony, is going to be the All Things Coheed podcast. They are going to be celebrating their first year of podcasting. DJ Tony, can you believe it? One year of podcasting. They're going to do a live uh, live stream tomorrow on Twitch. So go ahead and check them out. They're giving away a, a lot of great prizes as well. So, Marco, give us your guilty pleasure. Give us your tw- Twitter follow of the week. And get us out of here for the week, please. I've got one pleasure on Netflix. I just finished watching season two of The Punisher. You have to watch my struggles. I got a lot of uh, tragedy violence. Uh, actually, I'm a very good series too. I like it. They're going to be with the Punisher too. Uh, my guilty pleasure of podcast is a Spanish perspective. The guys from that are forward that is 30, 40 something, Fortiana, you know, Christology, you have fantastic music. In a very campfire kind of way, Super entertaining, and they are MMA fans, and they know their shit too. So, they should have fun to perspectives and items and uh, whatever, whatever you listen to your podcast. Uh, follow Tony and Nick Harding, follow Professor Antonio, so part of a Pandora box. Follow me and Maldo Marco. Follow the show at another MMA cast. Red and review as back on his web on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, you name it. Uh, give us a, a good rating. Um, and just like that, guess what? We are out of here. Bye. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>